Mountain believes every brand should be on TV, regardless of budget or size. That's why their self-serve performance TV platform takes the difficulty and expense out of connected TV advertising. With Performance TV, you get access to tens of thousands of audience segments so you can always find your target customer. Mountain serves your ads exclusively on premium streaming networks to elevate your brand profile and auto-optimizes your campaigns thousands of times a day to ensure you're always at peak performance. Visit Mountain.com to learn more. In this episode of Uncommon Thinking from AWAPAC 2022, join us as we speak to Adelaide United midfielder Josh Cavallo about his decision to live openly and authentically as a gay man in a sport that traditionally left LGBTQIA players not feeling very welcome. During this session, Josh will candidly share his story of self-discovery and acceptance, his passion for empowering players to be authentic on and off the field, and his priority to work with brands that embrace inclusivity and more. Wow. Thank you, team. Morning, everyone. Great to see everyone here. Packed room. Um, we're so incredibly excited to be um, leading this session, and we've got a wonderful guest. Um, before I start, I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land with which we meet here today and pay our respects to elders, both past, present and emerging. My name is Angus Keane. I'm the Managing Director at Twitter Australia and New Zealand. We are so excited for this session. Um, you are going to hear a story of bravery and authenticity that ignited a conversation on Twitter and it blew up all around the world. At Twitter, we talk about our purpose being to serve the public conversation. People come to the platform to find out what's happening in the world, but they also come to have a conversation, to follow important conversations that they care about. They come to listen, to learn, to share information, or just to be entertained. And time and time again, what we see is that conversations a simple tweet starts on Twitter, it builds a community, and then we see these powerful real-world moments emerge. We saw that uh, in 2021 with hashtag March for Justice. Now, this was a single tweet that was sent by Janine Hendry in February 2021. She was demanding action uh, to end violence against women and workplace harassment. Less than a month later, what we saw was one of the biggest rallies Australia had ever seen, organised by women and their allies. There was an estimated 110,000 Australians rallying across cities in the country. This just shows the power of a simple tweet, one single tweet. It shows the power of a conversation and it shows the power of giving marginalised communities a voice. Not long after, in October 2021, another tweet was sent, this time by our guest, Adelaide United footballer, Josh Cavello. Josh just wanted to share his story. He wanted to inspire others. 
And I think Josh would um, agree that he never could have imagined just how big it would become. Before I bring Josh to the stage, let's watch this video together. Hi everyone, it's Josh Cavalli here. I'm at my home here in Adelaide. There's something personal that I need to share with everyone. I'm a footballer and I'm gay. Growing up, I always felt the need to hide myself, you know, because I was ashamed. And ashamed I'll never be able to do what I love and be gay. You know, hiding who I truly am to pursue a dream I always wished for as a kid. All I want to do is play football and be treated equally. I'm tired trying to perform at the best of your ability and to live this double life. It's exhausting. It's something that I don't want anyone to experience. I thought that people would think of me differently when they found out. They would start treating me differently. They would start saying bad things about me or making fun out of me. That's not the case. If anything, you will earn more respect from people. Coming out to my loved ones, my peers, my friends, my teammates, my coaches has been incredible. The response and support I have received is <laughs> immense. It's starting to make me think that why have I been hiding this burden for so long? I want to inspire and show people that it's okay to be yourself and play football. It's okay to be gay and to play football. You know, I want to show all the other people that are struggling and that are scared, you know, whoever it may be, that don't act like someone you're not. Be yourself. You are meant to be yourself, not someone else. Through my coming out, I'm excited to open up, to show everyone the Josh Cavallo, to show the true Josh Cavallo. I'm Josh Cavallo, I'm a footballer, and I'm proud to be gay. Join me in welcoming Adelaide United midfielder Josh Cavallo to the stage. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, like watching that, it gets me really emotional. But no, that's nice. Yeah. I've watched it a few too many times. But yeah, I watch it behind closed doors because I don't like to show everyone that I get a bit sad and teary. But well, yeah. we're in closed doors here. That's good enough, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's a, it's a, it holds a special place in my heart. It's definitely something that I definitely remember for the rest of my life and that was a turning point for me, wasn't it? That was the day that I closed the old book of Josh Cavallo and opened up the one that I always wanted to in my life. So yeah, it's a very significant and proud moment for myself. Mate, inspiring. Um, thanks for joining us today, Josh. Um, I think perfect spot to start is you were the first footballer in the world to come out publicly as gay. Incredibly inspiring story. I'd love you to just take us back, like. Take us back to the journey from, you know, as far as you want to go. I'd love to hear the, hear the story, and I'm sure everyone else would. Well, yeah, okay. So I was a little tennis player growing up. I loved tennis. Um, I was a tennis player since the age of, like, played till about 11 years old, and my brother and my cousin were playing in 
my grandfather's backyard and they were playing football and I kind of picked the ball up from there and never put it down because I got a bit jealous of them and I wanted to play soccer. So um, three years later on, that was when I was 13, I started playing football. Three years later on, I signed my first professional contract. It kind of happened pretty naturally from there at 16. I signed um, for my first Melbourne team. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of like blew up from there and I found myself in this space of hiding and I couldn't be my authentic self. And as time went on, the burden got bigger and bigger and it was affecting my footballing ability. And um, I came to Adelaide United Football Club um, on a three-day trial and got uh, a contract there. So I'm originally a Melbourne boy, uh, moved to Adelaide two years ago and been loving it ever since. But um, throughout my first season at Adelaide United, I felt like the culture and the environment I was very comfortable with. And um, I could see myself, you know, coming out potentially in, a, in an environment like that. And there was an awards night for the first season that I was there. And I was um, lucky enough to have a great season with Adelaide United. You know, as a footballer, you want the team to do uh, fantastic and exceptional. And, you know, to get recognised as Young Player of the Year. Um, to get an individual award, that's just another level and that was uh, like the epitome of like what you want in your footballing career as an individual and at that time that was really exciting for me but I felt really sad at the same time because you know Adelaide United for me were my family, my family live in Melbourne so they went with me and I was receiving such a nice award and um, I couldn't share my true self with them you know I was on stage accepting an award and I was happy on the outside everyone looked at me and I it looked like I was having the time of my life, but on the inside, I, I was hating every minute. And it just really beat me up that I had to act like someone I wasn't um, around the closest people I am. You know, these people I spend 24-7 hours of the day with, you know. You're with your teammates all the time. They're your brothers. They're, they're, they're everything to you. So they become like family. So it was really hard. That was my turning point for me where I said, oh, I don't want to live my life like this. You know, I went home that night and I had this award in my hand and I couldn't be proud of myself. I ended up crying myself to sleep. Um, and it was such a special time for me for, to get an award like that. But I, was, I wasn't happy with my life and I wanted that to change. And I didn't want to live my life like that anymore. And that was a turning point for me where I wanted to start planning out how I wanted to do this and how I wanted to change my life. And, how I can I make an impact and make other people's lives better by sharing my story? Tell us, you and I have had a couple of chats. Tell us, tell us about the day. You know, I think you had some conversations with the team, the coach. Walk us through the day. There's a few things that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so to hear about. In the football world, the two people I told first were my two coaches, Ross Aloisi and Carl Vert. They were the assistant coach and main <clears throat> coach of my footballing team. And I walked into um, their office one day and sat down there and they said, oh, Josh, is everything all right? And I said, oh, there's something I need to communicate to you guys and tell you guys. And they kind of looked at me a bit weird and they're like, well, you're not going back to Melbourne. Like, you're staying here. Like, you just got back here. Like, this was pre-season. And I was like, no, 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 it's not that. And then they kind of said, oh, is it something to do with your mental health? And I said, no, 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 it's not that. It's something else. And like, what is it? Like, just tell us, like, what's going on? And I said, oh, you know, I'm going to be coming out as myself, as, as a gay footballer. And they kind of went, is that it? Is that <laughs> all you're going to tell us? Like, and I was like, hang on a minute. And we kind of had like a giggle and it was like really nice. And they just said to me, look, at the end of the day, like, we want everyone to feel comfortable in their own skin. And we want everyone, you know, if that's 
what you like and that's what you want, then that's no problems as long as you're performing on the field. Like, we're more than happy for you. But they were just a little bit sad that, you know, I had to hide it for so long. And that's something that, you know, with my family as well, you know, they were so happy for me. But that was 21 years of my life where I wasn't living it authentically. Um, so it was a bit difficult for um, people to register that. But, you know, it's, it's your own journey, it's your own time. And my, my parents and the coaching staff was amazing. You know, I walked out of that change, that change room with the, with the coaches and um, we were giggling and we went and trained. I felt like I had like 20 kilos off my shoulders and the weight off it was ridiculous. I had the best session ever. And um, that was just two people that I told in this world. And I felt amazing after that. And my football, like, has just improved so much since. And I was just like, I can't wait to tell more people. I can't wait to tell my teammates and tell the world, like, because I'm getting this effect of just two people knowing. Yeah. And, like, it was amazing. And you and I talked about this, and I think this is, you know, I guess a takeaway for, for, for everyone in the, in the room that, you know, that authenticity and that moment of telling the, the truth about you um, to your coaches, to, your, to the players, to your friends, you said it was just a huge weight off and you've yeah. never played. You're like a different player since then. Definitely. Look, it feels like it's been five years ago, me coming out. It's only been about 10 months. Um, but yeah, it was absolutely astonishing. You know, when the day came that I told my teammates, we were in a huddle in the change room. And um, I said to the boys, look, this is something that I want to tell you guys, communicate to you. I'll be coming out as um, a gay footballer. Like, this is who I am. And like everyone got really teary in the room. And this is like straight footballers, masculine, <laughs> big guys. And I'm just like, uh-oh, like this, this is a bit intimidating, you know? So um, I told them and it was really sweet. And like, they all had tears in their eyes and every single one of them gave me a hug and said, Josh, we're so happy for you. Like, and what was the best moment I took out of that was two minutes after me and the teammates were talking about football again. And it wasn't a big deal. And I was like, wow, like this is so cool. This is so awesome. It was like, my story, I wanted to get across that, you know, like when we see two guys or two girls walking in the street holding hands, we don't say anything. So why are we saying something in football? And I wanted to be that person that, you know, I didn't have growing up. You know, I went through my football in Korea as a youth player trying to look up to someone that was a gay footballer. And the first person to come out was Justin Fashioner in 1990s and unfortunately passed away through suicide. Um, not long after coming out, so he didn't have the right support system next to him. And that was a person that was the light in my end of the tunnel, was a person that I had hope in. And I didn't have anyone that was current paying, pa paving the way that was successful, that was having a footballing career. And I wanted to be that person for people, you know, the little Joshes looking up or someone that finds himself in that situation, that it is possible to be yourself. And, and, and if, even if you don't feel like you fit in, and, you know, it's, it's, it comes to the case where there was people that didn't guess it with me. Not even my parents knew that, you know, uh, my sexuality was being gay. And, but it was something that I had to mask and hide so long. And, you know, it's, it could be the person on your left or right shoulder today that could be going through a similar thing, but don't show it. I didn't necessarily like to show it. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it was really nice to see the reaction people had. And it, it surprised me, to be honest, and seeing that I had over 11 million views on Twitter and seeing on a platform like that, that people actually cared about it. And to see that it was the first in football in this modern day society was mind blowing. So yeah, it was really nice. Mate, um, incredible. Uh, when did you realize, we were talking about it earlier on um, and you told a, a pretty interesting story. Like when did you 
um, realised something pretty big was happening. I think your, <laughs> what your plan was and what it turned out to be. Yeah. What, when did you realise something was maybe going on that was a little bit beyond what you expected? Yeah, look, I, after I had that huddle in the change room, I drove home and when I got in my car, I pressed the post button. Put my phone down, I was driving, 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 driving like this. And I heard, dum, 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 dum. my phone was <laughs> just going off. It was just going off. off. Like, it was just going crazy. I was like, what is going on? Like, is there an emergency or something happening? But it was absolutely like lost track of it. We had to get two phones. Um, one for personal, one for social, because it just, it just got too much for me. And like it was all the overwhelming support was beautiful. And it was really nice to see. And I'm still going through all the messages today, to this day, to try and go through all of them. Um, there was millions and millions and millions of people that reached out to congratulate me. And it was really nice to see the recognition from celebrities that were straight. Um, look, it was really nice getting, having conversations with Ellen DeGeneres, you know, Little Nas X, you know, Ricky Martin, people that like, I'm like, a massive fanboy of, but it was really nice too because it was like I would open my DMs and I would see messages from the everyday people, the mums, the dads, the grandparents, yeah. the boys, the girls themselves saying, you know, I have a place on this world because of you now. You know, I came out to my family because of you. And I don't know these people personally. I'm like, whoa, okay, that warms my heart. It's really nice to get recognition from celebrities, but seeing the everyday people that stop me at the Woolies, at the cafe, you know, and yeah. just walking down the street just to say hello. And these people not unnecessarily are not gay, but they have someone in their family that was affected by my story and helped them come out to their family. That's really nice. And for me, it was a, it was a matter greater than football. It was yeah. something in my personal life. And to see that I'm helping people that not necessarily know anything about football, and helping them in their workplace or them in, with their own family, that touches and warms my heart. So it was really nice to see it had a reaction like that on the world. And, uh, and you and I were talking about this and I asked you, like, um, give me an example, like give me one example of like the person that stops you in the street. And Josh was like, mate, I get 20, 20 a week. I can't keep up. It's hard. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's hard because it's like, I can't pinpoint one. They're yeah. all really beautiful stories and they all have like, it could be someone's auntie, it could be someone's brother, it could be someone's uncle, um, but it's really nice to see that, you know, they had that impact and they went out of the day to, you know, come and speak to me and, like, I, I, I love hearing those stories and yeah. love hearing that of helping people improve their lives for the better. Um, mate, you talked about it. You, you and I have spoken a couple of times now and you just come across as such a, like, humble, easygoing guy. You've had, on that, that video, as Josh said, has had 11 million views. It's had 110,000 likes on Twitter. Um, I know you'll get awkward on this one. You're, you're on the front of GQ. Um, I think there's a few more uh, front pages of magazines coming out um, shortly as well. You're a uh, Ralph Lauren um, ambassador. How, does, how, do you, how do you feel about all that attention? Yeah, look, um, I didn't expect it. 18 months ago, I was living out of my car in Adelaide. So my family don't have much. I don't have much. I come from nothing. Um, very hardworking person, um, everyday person, no different to you, um, no different to anyone in this room. Um, so it did take me by a shock, you know, when Ralph Lauren did approach me, um, I only had one piece of Ralph Lauren clothing because I couldn't afford it. <laughs> and I was like, Don't, doesn't your dad I got have this. a few now? Doesn't yeah, he, dad's my, just decked yeah, out in dad, Ralph Lauren. Dad's yeah, lucky. He's lucky. <laughs> he, gets, he gets all my hand me downs. And, yeah. <laughs> But um, no, nah, it, was, it was really nice because um, 
when they had that opportunity to come across, I had one top and it was a Ralph Lauren top and I was really excited and I was speaking to my manager. He's like, Josh, it's got holes in it. Like, but I really like it. Like, it's really cool. And then, yeah, so that opportunity came across. And just to see, yeah, GQ and this month it was in the men's health and being the first um, gay person on the men's health magazine, like, that was, that took my mind away. Like, that was really nice to see. And, yeah, it's just opportunities like this. But, yeah, that's fantastic. But it's the messaging behind it that I want to get across to the yeah. people um, and, and see. And, and you can do it. And the odds weren't in my favour. And, you know, I was seen as, like, I, 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 was, I felt different. I didn't feel like the normal everyday person where I was in my society in football. Like, this never has happened in football. So it was, like, oh, very risky for me. I, do, I, do I just come out after my footballing career? Like, will this affect it? And it came to a stage where I just wanted to be happy, whether that was to play football or not. At the end of the day, I was going to be happy because I was going to be myself. And I wanted to show people that it is possible. And, yeah, to get messages of people saying that, you know, I've turned back to playing sport or I've turned back to putting the football boots on, that's really nice to hear. And one of my junior football clubs, Brighton Soccer Club, that was my first club I ever played for, um, they reached out and said, in, um, you know, in honour rule of you coming out, we've got a Pride to Play logo on their badge. So on their jersey, they have it on their shoulder here. So, you know, when they're playing oppositions or when, like, parents come to the game and watch, it could be someone's kid that sees that and says, oh, this is a free space for me to play. I won't get judged if I come here and play here. So it's, it, it, it catches the eye of people in the public, and that's really the message that I wanted to get across. And it was really nice to see I had... I think a couple months back with Coles and Coles were saying they want to do this initiative with like having a rainbow flag on the name tags of their workers and that's a great step forward too because if someone's checking out they see these little signs oh this is a nice friendly space for me to come and be I won't get judged I won't get there if I'm seen differently and they they feel like it's a space for them and that's a fantastic step forward into what brands can do and to what society can do to see that, that it's an inclusive environment and it's making the world better and it just shows from how many people engage with my video and how important this matter still is to this day. Mm. And a great segue, um, you, the, you've been really vocal around how much support that the Adelaide United Football Club gave you from, from Ross. Um, for anyone who doesn't know Ross, he's, he was like the hard enforcer <laughs> of, of, of football in Australia. So just the level of support that Ross gave you, the, the, the club. There's obviously just a, a, a culture of inclusivity across that club. Um, why do you think that is specific to Adelaide United? And we're all, we all work at organisations. You know, we're all influential in our own ways. What can we learn from Adelaide United to bring back to our own organisations? Yeah, well... Adelaide United is very welcoming, like it's a free space of anyone, you know, you can have your characters, everyone's different on and off the field, like you got your bubbly ones, you got your quiet ones, it's, it's just normal and like I've been to a few fo professional football teams and there's not all change rooms that were like that, so this one stood out for me where I could finally be myself and you know, seeing this stuff even when I've walked into environments that not necessarily are football, could be a workplace environment and I see a little rainbow flag here or a little LGBTQ plus friendly badge or something like that. That's the little things people notice and they say, okay, this is a, this is a free space for me or being open to stuff. As I said, it could be someone sitting on your left or right shoulder and like that was me a year ago. Hasn't even been a year yet. So um, yeah, to see that, that that's an impact that someone can have on you and to see that, you know, it's a welcoming and, and enticing environment so that you can be yourself. That you'll be surprised to see how many people um, end up feeling comfortable enough to be your ears. And it's really nice to see that, you know, there are a lot of professional sportsmen that have reached out to me 
um, uh, boys and girls um, that are in the closet right now and they trust me um, and I'm being their ears for them that they didn't have. You know, when I was growing up, I didn't trust anyone. I didn't trust the council. I didn't trust my parents. Like, not that I didn't trust them. I didn't want to tell anyone. And that's something I struggled with. And to see that these sports people and everyday people reaching out and wanting to get advice off me and wanting me to be their ears, uh, it's, it's a really nice feeling. And I feel very honoured that they can do that for me. You talked about that with me. You've almost become this support network for the next generation of footballers. Like, and, and not just footballers, I think footballers, referees, other sports, rugby players who haven't had that network, who haven't felt comfortable. Um, pretty big, big sort of responsibility. How, like, how, how do you feel about that? And how have you managed just, you're playing football, you, you, you become this kind of almost icon. And then on top of that, you, it's like you're almost doing another job. Like what? <laughs> Like I don't that. know about icon, like, that's, a bit, that's a bit up there, but... We'll go with it, we'll go with it. Um, yeah, look, it, it warms my heart. Like, I wake up in the morning absolutely smiling and beaming when I open my phone. You know, I did have a homophobic abuse at one of my games last year, and people say to me, how do you deal with that? And I said, look, all I've got to do is open my phone, look at a message from a kid that is in Spain, that's 12 years old, saying, Josh, you helped me come out to my family. Jack, Jack Daniels, you know, the Blackpool player, Blackpool player who's in the UK who's come out yeah. um, as well and he attributes specifically, you know, your story on that. I mean, yeah. that must, as you say, like that must yeah, absolutely well, warm your heart and, it, and I think he's not the only one and you've like created this kind of support network around, definitely. around that community. Yeah, well, it goes to show, you know, when I had that abuse that, yes, it was a tough time for me and I didn't like what people were saying, like chanting from the crowd. It was quite... Uh, it did hurt me a lot, but to see that, you know, what I'm doing for the community and as I see messages and people telling me that I'm help changing their lives for the better, you can bring all the hate you want to me. If I'm changing lives, changing kids' lives and evolving their lives, then bring all the hate. I'll deal with it. I'll take it on any day. Amazing. Um, a, couple, a quick one on football and then we'll, we'll move to marketing just before we wrap up. Um, Huge year for football in, in Australia. We've got the A-League coming back, which you'll be a part of. We've got the Men's World Cup about a month later, and then arguably one of the biggest sporting events ever in, in Australia, the Women's World Cup. Football's, you know, through this, um, through your experience, I think you've seen that football's an incredibly inclusive um, sport. It's also one of the most diverse sports in Australia, if not the most diverse sport. What's the opportunity for the game here, obviously, you know, what do you see in the next 10, 20 years? What do you yeah, well, the game? obviously, like, as a footballer, you want to be at the best of your ability. You want to be playing overseas and you want to be playing representing your country. And, you know, if I, if I get lucky enough to go to the World Cup this year and, you know, it's in Qatar, but one of the main things for me that um, do concern me is obviously my safety and, and, and the LGBTQ laws in um, in Qatar is a concern. And that that's something that uh, concerns me if I want to play uh, do something really good in my career, represent your country. That's like the best thing you can do in a footballing career. But at the same time, you know, I can get imprisoned for being who I am um, for up to seven years. And it's quite scary and daunting. So, but I know for me that if I'm going, I'm in the public eye, I'll be okay. Yeah. But it's, as I said, the people that reach out to me that say they're from those countries that have to flee their country to be themselves, just to be, because they don't, are not attracted to girls or don't find themselves straight. They're the people that I want to change this law for. They're the people that I want to help, and that's not okay. Yes, look, I know I'm going to be protected. I'm in the media's eyes. I'll be protected. But it's those everyday people that I want to help change this law for 
or change that. Look, we're in 2022 and we still have laws like that. Like, that does concern me. So seeing a World Cup in a, in a, in a country like that is quite concerning um, for people's safety, especially if they find themselves um, that find themselves gay. But yeah, as a footballing side of it, I obviously have ambitions to go and play overseas. Um, and, but yeah, I'm going to put my head down and work as hard as I can and keep smashing out goals at Adelaide United because I'm really happy there at the moment um, and enjoying my time there. But yeah, we don't know what the future holds, hey? <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait to see. Um, let's, let's shift gears into marketing for a minute. So you've got a room full of, uh, of marketers, of agencies. Um, how do you think, you're obviously partnering with these iconic brands like Ralph Lauren. How do you think about choosing the brands that you work with and then, more, and then specifically, how should marketers think about putting inclusivity across their entire um, uh, messaging? Yeah, like I think it's, it's, it's nice to see that within the space of 10 months, a lot of things have happened to me. Obviously, seeing the magazine and stuff, that's really nice, and, and the sponsorship deals that come across of it, but it's the messaging behind it. It's not just the, you don't want the poster boy image, you want the, the meaning behind it. And you know, when people see me on the men's health, they say, oh, wow. Josh Cavallo, he's gay, he's a footballer, and he's being successful, like, I can do that now. And that's little things that, it's not even, as I said, a football industry, it, it comes into their everyday life and what they fit into. So that's something that I look for in a brand that want to embrace that and want to embrace whoever, if they find themselves not fitting the category, because I didn't fit my box that I was in, you know, and I wanted to go outside of that. And that's something that I look for in brands and, and to work with partnerships with Gymshark that we just had one now. Um, that was something that we endorsed. And it's, it's nice to see that we have both sides of the tables where we could communicate that and to see the interaction of my fans and, and people that, you know, interact in the brand as well. But they, they say, oh, wow, this brand's really welcoming. Like, we really like that and support that. We didn't think that they had that side to them. So it's little things that like pride events or as I said before, like there was at Coles that had little lanyards that just had rainbow things on them. So people like, oh, okay, like this is really cool. Like we embraced it. And these people aren't gay. They're just embracing it and they, they see that, oh, okay, this is a safe place for me or a safe place to work or a welcoming environment. They might not, they might find themselves trans or something like that, but they find that this is a welcoming environment. They feel comfortable to come here and work here every day. So that's something I look for when I, when I look for brands and, and endorsements and, and partnerships. Brilliant. Um, mate, yeah, just to, to wrap up, I'd love your total inspiration. Loved our chat. Um, maybe a final thought for the, for the crowd before we wrap up. Yeah, look, look, be yourself. Look, I took me 21 years to come out and it was very, very, very hard. And not everyone finds themselves in that situation. But look, I had this little, little, little light at the end of the tunnel. And that was a goal to be myself one day. And I didn't know going back two, three years ago that I could do this. And I'll be sitting on a stage here today talking to all you guys. That's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, as I said, I was living out of my car 18 months ago, so I'm not, um, not really a fancy guy. But yeah, if there's anything I'll take out of this is that just keep your head down, keep working hard and, and be yourself. Don't change something for yeah. who you are and, and embrace everything about you. It could be your looks or it could be uh, your personality. Don't, don't hide yourself. Be authentic and true to yourself because I've done that in the last 10 months and I can't wipe the smile off my face. So yeah, that's all I've got to say, guys. Be, be, be yourself <laughs> and be authentic. I love it. Um, so as we wrap up, just a reminder, please come over to the uh, Twitter Delegate Lounge. Josh is going to be there. Come and have a photo. Um, come and recharge all your devices and say hi to the um, Twitter, Twitter team. So it's been an honour and an absolute pleasure. Please uh, join me in uh, thanking Josh Cavallo. Thank you for listening. 
For more content like this, or to learn about Advertising Week's world-leading events for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, visit www.advertisingweek.com. As a marketer, you know it's crucial to spend your budget wisely. Mountain's self-serve platform, Performance TV, helps you do that with data-backed insights that take the guesswork out of measuring your ad's impact. With Mountain, you can track your connected TV ad performance in real time and see how it compares to your other channels with leading web analytics integrations. You can even see who's visiting your website or making a purchase after watching an ad, regardless of what household device they use. Visit Mountain.com to learn more.